a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. You ever feel like somebody's watching you? <laughs> like 24-7? Uh, it it feels more and more like that. We live in this world where it does seem like uh, we are being watched and monitored, uh, whether we're on the street, whether we're online. Uh, as I have often uh, warned leaders from businesses, uh, elected officials, that every mic is an open mic, every device is a recording device. Uh, but now, now I'm getting concerned because now the government is relying on regular citizens to report people and businesses for potential violations. And that worries me. Uh, the, the Karens of the world, and uh, we, we've decided the best definition is, uh, you, you may not know who Karen is, but she always wants to speak to the manager. Uh, she has a complaint. She has something that needs to be corrected. Uh, and sometimes we're sort of uh, deputizing or deputing, I think is actually the correct word for that, uh, citizens to take matters into their own hand, own hands to do what government either could or should do. And so let, let's talk about a couple of specific instances on very different issues, but it re- is relying on the same uh, process or the same approach. So we know now that uh, to enforce President Biden's new COVID-19 vaccine regulation, that requirement from the Labor Department uh, this is a 490-page regulation, by the way, 490 pages. Uh, it is a rule from the Labor Department, uh, but it's going to need a lot of help. So OSHA, the Occupational Safety and Health Administration, doesn't have nearly enough workplace safety inspectors to do the job, to enforce what the rule says from the administration uh, about requiring American businesses with a 100 or more workers about 84 million employees in all. And so, again, this is not about whether or not people should be vaccinated. Uh, This is just a requirement coming from the federal government. So this is out of the Labor Department. So here's the rub. So the government is going to rely on a core of Karens, informers, to identify violations of the order. Uh, which is interesting. Uh, Employees will obviously have to be so concerned with the issue that they'll turn on their own employers if their co-workers go unvaccinated or if the business doesn't require them to undergo weekly testing or show that proof of vaccination. So what we don't know is how many employees will actually do that. And, And how is it that the Labor Department can count on employees doing just that. Because without them, uh, most of the experts out there say there's no way the government can find any way to actually require tens of millions of workers at large businesses to be fully vaccinated by January the 4th uh, or be tested weekly and wear a mask on the job. So again, this is not about whether or not people should get vaccinated. This is just simply 
This is the rule coming from the Labor Department uh, requiring businesses with 100 or more workers uh, to, to require their employees to be vaccinated or to have weekly testing, wear masks. Uh, and so they're, they're basically saying, well, we, we can't do it. And so we are going to depute, deputize citizens, everyday citizens to go do that work to turn in their bosses, to turn in their employers, those businesses. And so businesses uh, have to maintain records uh, on those workers, uh, on the vaccination status. And again, obviously, there's a lot of debate and challenge going on there. Speaker Wilson mentioned some of those in terms of what happened in the special session uh, that they want to make sure in the state of Utah that there are at least those three components of someone can, can opt out of that either uh, for health reasons, medical reasons, religious reasons, or a personal exemption, which is a little less clear. Uh, but that's what they're trying to do here in the state of Utah. Now, let's go on to a, another topic that is also out there where government is really leaning on citizens to do the work of enforcement, uh, which is not the way this is supposed to work. So we know that down in the state of Texas, uh, the new law there relating to abortion procedures literally depends on citizens suing those who perform those abortions under those circumstances. And those people can actually be paid $10,000 if they report someone who received an illegal abortion in the state. Also problematic in my view. Uh, how can you have someone that has no in interest in that other than potentially being paid ten thousand uh, dollars? Seems to me that that's not going to hold up. And so I, I think the thing that we have to get to is, you know, we have relied on whistleblowers throughout history. That's that's important. That's okay. Uh, but there's a lot of times, and we have a lot of experience in this country where people made false claims just because they didn't like somebody. And this is what really worries me, is if we start having government establish rules and laws that are dependent on neighbor reporting on neighbor, employee reporting on bosses, uh, citizens reporting on healthcare professionals, uh, this, is, this is not the way you create unity in a society. If government is going to implement a rule it is their job to enforce the rule. And again, setting whistleblowers aside, again, there's there's a role for that. There's a piece to that. And we also know that sometimes those whistleblowers get it wrong uh, because they're pursuing their own interest. So to me, the question is, is do we really do we really want to be so divided that now we're spying on each other? And now that now we're really allowing the federal government to establish rules or laws. And the only way to enforce it is not through that agency of government where it's supposed to be, but it's through private citizens. Somehow I think we've got that backwards, both as it relates to the Texas law and also to the Labor Department mandate. Uh, that's just not the way to get it done, folks. There's a better way. we got to find a better way. We're going to talk about being united in a different kind of way, a higher way, coming up next. Stay with us on KSL News Radio.
I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.